0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dad Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Rayhart. That's Flank on Xbox Live, F-L-A-N-K-K-E. Feel free to follow me there. Also, Flank, F-L-A-N-K-K-E, on PlayStation. But I'm currently not playing on PlayStation because I do not have the new PlayStation 5 console. And I'm kind of waiting for it to get that. Let's jump right in. Let's start off with news about Pokemon. Do you remember playing Pokemon back in the day? Like, way back in the day with the original Pokemon? Not this Pokemon Go that the kids are playing now. The old Pokemon. The old red and blue and yellow. Well, Pokemon has a new game coming out called Pokemon Unite, where it's based more like the League of Legends game on PC, where it's two, uh, three or five player teams battling for positions on a map. Right now, if you are a Canadian listener of this podcast, you can actually go onto your Android phone and get in on the Pokemon Unite beta test. In Canada specifically, they are testing, they are beta testing the game Pokemon Unite to help celebrate Pokemon's 25th anniversary. Yeah, that's right. 25 years since the first Pokemon game. So, Dads, if you don't feel old yet, After I say that, you should. This has been 25 years since the first Pokemon game. Another cool Pokemon tidbit coming out. Pokemon Snap 2. Do you remember playing Pokemon Snap way back on the original Nintendo 64? Where you were basically on rails going around trying to take pictures of different Pokemon? Well, now come April 30th, they're actually going to have Pokemon Snap 2 release for the Nintendo Switch. So you'll be able to introduce your kids to that ability to take pictures of Pokemon, even though they're probably already doing it on Pokemon Go. All right, moving right along. That is the Pokemon news I have. Not that I give it on every show, but there's a little bit for you. Again, 25th anniversary. Has it been 25 years since you first went out to venture and find Pokemon? Holy crap. Like, my kids aren't even 25 years old yet. I mean, they're close, which makes me feel even real old, but still. Anyways, moving on. Red Dead Online. Does anybody play this? Uh, done by Rockstar? So Red Dead Redemption came out and has Red Dead Online. Now, you can play Red Dead Online against multiplayer like everybody out there. And, of course, everybody out there is kind of a jerk, and they just want to shoot each other. And it's it cannot be fun in a if you don't have a a group or a posse to play with? Well, the guys over at Rockstar have said, okay, we're going to focus more now on adding in solo player missions. So now as of starting, whenever you hear this podcast, because it's already available, Red Dead Online has now added three new missions designed exclusively for solo players. Okay, so as part of their their help of the Red Dead community, they're not just doing it so, oh, it's like you're going to require an entire posse in order to play this mission. They're actually letting people play by themselves, but online. So I don't know how that's going to work out. If people are going to be able to, like, you'll be in the middle of a solo mission and then people will come in and shoot you and you'll have to start all over or or how that's going to operate. But the name of the missions are as follows. A new source of employment is the base of the mission it has three three design specifically three designed solo missions. It's unclear again how the multiplayer will play into it but we'll we'll find out. One is called a one horse deal with tasks you with uh, stealing uh, a guarded like untamed racehorse. Uh, one called rich pickings sends you off to the mayor of uh, Saint-Denis house to steal like jewels from him and then a mission called Outrider. As you guarding a wagon with some valuable cargo. So there's a good, good variety of different solo player missions available right now on the Red Dead online server. So check it out. Tell me what you think. You can leave a message in the comments on our YouTube or you can fire back on Instagram. You can follow us there at Dad Gamers Podcast. Also, we are available on Twitter at Dad Gamer Podcast. But let us know what you think about the Red Dead add-ons. So speaking of add-ons. We all, and this is kind of really random, but remember playing Halo? Do you remember playing, like, playing Halo back on the original Xbox was, like, a lot of fun, especially if you played, like, multiplayer. Like, if you played multiplayer, and you had other people, and it, was, it wasn't like it was online, so you had to play with other people in the room, so everybody remembers playing it, and then laughing along at, like, Red versus Blue and watching those guys play. But the Halo Chief Collection, the Halo Master Chief Collection that is available on consoles is actually going to have an update and I haven't checked to see if this has happened already and it may have but it's going to have an update that allows console players specifically like Xbox console players to use a mouse and keyboard. So for you dads out there who are used to gaming on a PC and have been playing Halo maybe on a PC, but can't play on a PC for whatever reason. And you need to like play on your console. You will be able to use a mouse and keyboard coming soon exclusively for the Halo Chief Map, or excuse me, for the Halo Master Chief Collection. Now, the new console update will also include a new map for the Halo Three copy. So for Halo Three, they're getting a new map, map coming like a multiplayer map. Uh, I don't have any pictures of it or or anything, but. They are getting a new map, and it was originally set up that a map was going to be used for Halo Online, uh, another game in the series that unfortunately was cancelled a long time ago. But they kept the map, so at least this time with the new map, you'll be able to play something different a little bit. And again, if you're more comfortable with a keyboard and mouse, you now have that ability to play on the new Halo Master Chief Collection for Xbox. Speaking of older games... Let's go back and talk about some of the older games that you and I both know you probably have packed or stored away somewhere. Stuff from your childhood. Stuff from like the type of games where you valued it playing as a little kid and you may have even shown it to your kids now, but they're like, this is, yeah, that doesn't look any good. It look, doesn't look fun at all. Uh, original games like Mega Man for the original Game Boy. Things like that. So I have a list here that's been provided by Mental Floss, which is some of the most valued original NES games and other and other games, not just the NES, but other gaming console games for 64, the um, PlayStation, that type of thing that are exclusively like worth a lot of money. That are like exclusive. If you have them, I said exclusive, but if you have them, not just the console, or not just the game itself, but if you have the game inside of the box and like all the the instruction manual and the pieces and there's probably not a lot of collectors out there listening that do have these but if you do some games are worth nothing let's be honest some games are worth exactly what GameStop wants to give you for them like five dollars for example Tiger Woods PGA Tour 99 for the PlayStation it's literally worth five dollars just like 2003's Need for Speed 2 for the PlayStation 2 It's worth $5 because the game has been upgraded so far and it's been replaced. But there are those games out there that have not been replaced or upgraded. And they're worth quite a bit. Some of them, I'm going to take that back. Some of them have been replaced or upgraded, but they're completely different games. Uh, For example, Super Mario. Now, the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES recently in 2019 sold online for $100. Excuse me, one hundred thousand and one hundred one hundred thousand one hundred and fifty dollars on eBay. Somebody bought the original Super Mario Brothers for the original NES console for $100,000 in 2019. Yeah, all of a sudden, while you're listening to this, you wish that you could get into your attic and start digging through boxes. Uh, I have a list here, only 10 of them and I'm sure there's a lot more. I, I don't doubt that there's dozens more that are probably worth quite a bit. But just so you know, the original Doom is worth 70 The Donkey Kong 64 title, if you have it, again, and these are if you have them in the box with their instruction manuals. I'm not saying necessarily sealed. I mean, clearly, clearly sealed, they'd be worth twice as much. But if you have these and you don't want to play them anymore, you want to unload them, now might be the time. And the amount of money that these are worth might be able to get you one of the newer consoles. But again, Donkey Kong 64 worth $75. Silent Hill, for if you remember Silent Hill on PlayStation, the original PlayStation, right now it's worth $125. The Legend of Zelda. Now The Legend of Zelda, this is for the NES version. If you have it in the box, $150. Streets of Rage 3. For the PlayStation, $200. Metal Gear Solid, $200. Now, Pokemon, which we talked about earlier, a 25-year anniversary. Now, you might want to hold on to these because they may be... These ones, I believe, in my own opinion, will go up in value, but Pokemon Red and Blue are... (laughs) One of them is worth $250 right now. It's been 25 years you probably bought it for 40 bucks or 50 bucks back in the day. So for it to climb to $250 is well worth it. And if you haven't beaten it by now, you're never going to. Let's be honest. Uh, the <laughs> Super Mario World, which was for the Super Nintendo, is worth $350 in the box. And here's an odd one. Here's one I thought that was weird. And I, I was shocked that it made this list. But Worms Armageddon. It was a fun game, super fun game. I remember actually playing it back, way back, when PC Gamer Magazine was out. And they allowed, the, on PC, in PC Gamer Magazine, you used to get a subscription to PC Gamer Magazine, and it would have a disc, a demo-type disc, included in the magazine, or, like, it's glued to the front of the magazine or whatnot. And you could load the disc into your computer, and it would have a whole bunch of games that you could play. And I remember Worms, the original Worms game, being one of those games that you could play. And it was so much fun because it was a back and forth, and the Worms had all different types of abilities as far as like rockets or grenades or guns, and it was a war type little game, side scroller. But Worms Armageddon, now it doesn't specify which console, I'm not sure, I'm sure Worms Armageddon has been re-released on multiple consoles at this point. But they say that that one is worth, a if you have it in the box, $500. That's right, $500. Pretty much the cost of a new next-gen console. You have one copy of Worms Armageddon floating around in the box somewhere, you might want to let it go and get the new next-gen consoles. <laughs> now, the other one that shocked me here, and I and I'll never forget this game, was Mega Man 5. Do you remember Mega Man 5? Now, my own personal favorite was Mega Man 3. Mega Man 3 was seemed, and I, and it was, maybe it was because it was simple. It was easier to play, in my opinion, or it was kind of like they kind of gave you the order in which to beat the guys. I mean, it was kind of blatantly obvious on what order to beat each one of the Mega Man bosses. So it was it made the game, for me, it made the game more fun to play. But Mega Man 5, which was one of the last Mega Mans to come out on the original NES console is worth a thousand dollars if you have it in the box so a thousand dollars for Mega Man 5 uh at this point um i think i'm going to need to go to my own attic and start pulling games out now some honorable mentions that i don't have prices for of course are chrono trigger if you have chrono trigger still in the box for whatever reason i guarantee you the last i checked that was worth fifteen hundred dollars also if you have in the box with the original strategy guide because it was included when you bought it, Earthbound by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo. Earthbound was a great game. That one is worth, I guarantee a pretty penny. I should have looked it up before I started the show but uh, take a look if you if you're interested take a look I'm, gar- I'm I can almost guarantee that's worth quite a few bucks. The other thing I want to bring up today uh, is for the dads out there with younger gamers. Now, this goes more away from video games and more towards the toy aspect of things. But it still has to do with technology, which is why I'm going to go ahead and throw it in here today. So, Legos has a new toy that's coming out that's re- strictly relying on AR. They have a, a toy line they're calling Video. Now, Video, when I say on a podcast, oh, it sounds like video. But it's actually spelled V-I-D-I-Y-O, Video, video. You can go to Lego's website, video, and you'll see it's it's based on augmented reality. So they let you purchase these toys, these like main kits. They're like $20 from Lego. And they include like a stage, okay, with a mini like a mini figure. And they have 16 little tiles that hook into this stage, like for whatever reason, they, they like snap in. And when you use lego's like camera app to look at the stage the tiles will do different things like either play music play notes uh, create like a ar special effect with the minifigure or that type of things now each one of those little tiles that you get now you like i said you get 16 tiles with their 20 dollars kit but you can buy and this is where lego's gonna make all their money you can buy blind box sets to expand those tiles where you get more tiles. So that's clearly buying the, the, blind, the blind box where you don't know which tiles you're going to get is gonna be how Lego makes a lot of money where people are just gonna keep buying blind boxes of these tiles for their AR toy. Now, each one of those little squares, in most cases, from what I understand, are giving 60 second sample songs of like popular songs, like new popular songs from what kids are listening to today. Uh, 60 second samples on each one of the tiles, so when you buy one of these blind boxes now, you're going to allow yourself to get, or your kids to get more songs available for their little AR show. Now this is a first test for or for Lego to go the AR route with a blind box setup. At first it was like, okay, you're going to do the blind, what do they do? They just look it through the phone? Well, Lego has it set up to where it's an entire, like, app, shareable type thing. Now, when I say shareable immediately for most parents, because the age range for this app is 7 to 10 years old, you immediately cringe a little because as soon as you say shareable on a kid's app, it's like, okay, this is going to be super, you know, worrisome because people could be creepy on there and you don't want your kid exposed to certain things. I completely understand. But Lego is assured that their social features are heavily, heavily, heavily restricted, which means you there is no taking face recognition and won't let you post like a picture of your face or personal information or things like that. So it's it, it won't even like, from what I understand, because you can it's a concert type setup with a stage, the child isn't even allowed to pick their own band name. They have to pick from a preselected one. So because they pick from a preselected one, they're not allowed to type in like curse words or swear words or anything like that. So with that being said, like I said, it's very heavily restricted uh, on the social feature side of the game. So check it out, LEGO's new toy uh, video, exclusively, again, from LEGO for with VR, with, uh, excuse me, AR. So it should be interesting. Seven to ten years old, I'll probably get a couple for my nephew since all of my children are grown. Now, one of the last things I want to talk about today is, surprisingly enough, Activision is being sued <laughs> for a Modern Warfare character. And some of you may know this. This was probably about almost two weeks ago. So a writer-photographer is suing Activision for a likeness of a Call of Duty character, Mara. Claims it's a ripoff of his original character, though. Uh, According to Polygon, the defendant, I'm just going to say Clayton, created a character named Cade Janis. Like a female soldier. And this is the part that gets a little weird. So he hires a Twitch streamer and model named Alex Zedra back in 2017 to be the likeness he sets it up does a photo shoot with her in character so that he can present the whole story to film studios so his his original plan was not to have this character be part of call of duty his original plan was to have this character be for a movie so he sets it all up he gets a makeup artist he gets the photographer he gets this twitch streamer named alex Z- zedra i hope i'm saying that right And he gets her to pose as his character that he came up with, uh, named Cade Janice. And again, 2017. So she does all that. Um, uh, Clearly, we never heard from that back in 2017, so his pitch to the film studios got nowhere. Which, you know, props to him for even trying, though. In 2019, though, during Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 1, there was a character named Mara that was released as a DLC operator in the game and the the weird part is Call of Duty Activision used Alex Zedra the model for Clayton's previous one as the model for this DLC. Now, Alex Zedra being a Twitch streamer is clearly has done modeling things and and dressed up and all this before, so for her to do this for Clayton back in 2017 and then have Activision come to her and be like, "Hey, we want you to do the model for this character." You know, she's no problem of course, why wouldn't you? So it has nothing on her. But Clayton's representatives claim that the copyright of Kay Janis to Mara was deliberate and intentional. So according to the suit, they say that Activision even used the the photographs that was he had presented to the film studios as guides on how to frame the images. And when they hired Zedra to portray Mara, they also hired And according, again, the suit claims, this is allegedly, that Activision also hired the same makeup artist and (laughs) told the makeup artist to do the makeup the same way. So if that comes to be true, that could be very shady for Activision. Uh, Now, Zedra and the makeup artist, of course, were required to sign non-disclosure agreements, uh, to cover up their quote-unquote planned infringement, according to the complaint. Again, this is all allegedly. Since uh, the release of the Modern Warfare, Mara has seen multiple DLC packs, and and I, again, this was two weeks ago. So if you play Call of Duty Modern Warfare right now and you use Operator Mara, two things to know. Number one, she is based off of Alex Zedra, uh, a Twitch streamer online, and she may not be available very much longer. <laughs> if uh, if this uh, writer-photographer has his way, we could see that character be pulled from the Modern Warfare, which sucks because, you know, it's just... It's a character out there to enjoy. And I get why Clayton would be upset if his, char- his character is blatantly... They have side-by-side photos. There's characters blatantly being ripped off. But maybe they can come to a, an agreement. I don't know. Uh, something. So that we can continue to play with this character in Modern Warfare. Either way, I'll post the pictures of it on our Instagram. So make sure that you go and follow us there at Dad Gamers Podcast on Instagram. Don't also forget to check out that we have a Dad Gamers podcast page on Facebook and a private group, the Dad Gamers private group also available on Facebook. So you want to check us out there, give us a follow. And if it is a private group, so when you apply to for a membership, you'll probably you're, pro- you're gonna get accepted regardless if you're a father or not if you want to come join we just keep it private so that it's just keeps it an exclusive club all right that'll be it for us today that's our show thank you for listening and don't forget to go to dadgamerspodcast.com drop your email so that you can become qualified for the random drawing of an xbox live code worth 25 dollars Now, we'll be giving that code out on the next show, so it'll be next week you'll see the code out. If you are the winner, it will show up in your email. The code will show up in your email. If you would like to be announced on the podcast, just simply reply to the email with the name that you would like to be announced as, and we'll have it ready for the show. Thank you so much again for listening, dads, and uh, we'll see you online. Bye now.